Our children have experienced a quite long-lasting illness. And I try not to worry. We try not to worry about these things. And we know that Jesus has them all in his hands. And, and really, experiencing hardship today will make heaven and the kingdom and the Father's kingdom to come. It's just so much sweeter as we are able to compare some of the sadness this world holds. And it will allow us to praise the Lord with even more gratitude. Hallelujah and Amen. I just want to say thank you to everyone for your prayers for our family. Elsa and Samuel are much better today and they've actually gone to their grandparents for a sleepover. Uh, they're watching a Shakespeare performance outside in the park and so we should have them back with us for tomorrow thank you especially thank you to marie for her kind words and encouragement and prayers maybe today maybe today I hope you get excited as I do as I read the date, knowing that sometime in the future, the day I read will be the last. Maybe today. Thursday, 24th of August, 2023. And they drew Alexander out of the multitude the Jews putting him forward. And Alexander motioned with his hand and wanted to make his defense to the people. Acts 19 verse 33. In the previous verse, Luke noted the confusion of the assembly and that most of the people didn't even know why they were assembled. With that it next says, And they drew Alexander out of the multitude. This is not the first time the name Alexander has been seen in scripture. But this is the first time this particular person has been noted. According to Abarim, the name is defined saying, quote, A curious consequence of the distinction between the nouns aner and anthropos is that the name Alexander does not so much mean defender of mankind, as it is commonly translated, but more so defense of the men. In other words, this name does not so much commemorate mankind's defense against, say, forces of nature, wild animals, or even the gods, but rather our boys from the evil others. The name Alexander does not speak of the betterment of mankind, but rather of competition among armies or cultures or systems of governance, and the edge of advantage that the way of Alexander has over the other armies and systems of governance." End quote. Of this particular Alexander, it next notes, the Jews putting him forward. Rather, being an aorist participle, it reads, the Jews having thrust him forward. It appears that there may have been collusion between the leaders of the rabble and the Jews in attendance. They have shown up in order to act against Paul, 
just as the silversmiths had. These people, knowing Alexander, and having had him recommended by the Jews to speak against Paul, who was a supposed apostate from Judaism, brought him forward out of the crowd. This Alexander then is quite likely the same guy mentioned in 2 Timothy 4. Alexander the metal worker did me a great deal of harm. The Lord will repay him for what he has done. You too should be on your guard against him, because he strongly opposed our message. 2 Timothy 4, 14 and 15 If it is the same person, the assumption can be made that he had a connection with Demetrius through their trade of working in metals. Therefore, if Demetrius was harmed by the loss of livelihood, Alexander may have suffered as well. Being a Jew who had not received the gospel, that would only increase his desire to see Paul harmed. It may be that this person was on Paul's mind when he penned his words in Romans 2, but specifically in Romans 2.22. Now you, if you call yourself a Jew, if you rely on the law and boast in God, if you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law, if you are convinced that you are a guide for the blind, a light for those who are in the dark, an instructor of the foolish, a teacher of little children, because you have in the law the embodiment of knowledge and truth, you then who teach others, you who preach against stealing, do you steal? You who say that people should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, do you dishonor God by breaking the law? As it is written, God's name is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you. Romans 2, 17-24 This is speculation, but Paul's points about various issues stem from the things he had seen, heard and experienced. This event in Ephesus along with any other mistreatment by the Jews there, would have stuck in his mind as he wrote out his epistle. As for Alexander, now having been thrust forward to speak, it next says, And Alexander motioned with his hand. This is the common way one identifies himself as being prepared to speak. It has already been noted several times in Acts. And it will be noted again as Luke's descriptions continue. Paul will speak before another highly agitated crowd in Acts 21. After receiving the commander's permission, Paul stood on the steps and motioned to the crowd. When they were all silent, he said to them in Aramaic, Acts 21, 40. As for Alexander, it next says, and wanted to make his defence to the people. Rather it says, and wanted to make a defence to the people. He was not defending his own actions, instead he was setting forth an apologeomai, a compelling defence with sound logic, helps word studies. This defence was to be in favour of Demetrius' accusations against Paul, as stated in verses 19, 25 to 27.
life application. The quote from Romans 2 is addressed to the Jew. Paul does this throughout Romans, using the Jew as an example to make points about the law versus grace, etc. This does not mean that the words are for the Jews and that they have no bearing on Gentiles, as if those parts can be cut out of the book when dealing with church doctrine. As stupid as that surely sounds to you, it is not uncommon for people to have this type of theology. They pull out words, verses and paragraphs and claim they do not apply to those in the church. Hyper-dispensationalists will do this, for example, in an attempt to justify their unjustifiably poor doctrine. What Paul writes in his epistles is doctrine for the church. His address to the Jew is a literary device to get people to think an issue through. He's not saying, okay, you Gentiles don't need to pay attention for a minute. Rather, he's saying, brethren, Jew and Gentile, pay attention to this point in case someone comes along and brings up this issue about the Jews. The main point of what Paul is saying is that the law is opposed to grace. The Jews who rely on the law for their righteousness are placing their hope in the wrong place. Therefore, O church, consisting of both Jew and Gentile, put your trust in Jesus Christ and you will be deemed righteous before God. The Jew is being used as an example in instruction. Stay away from anyone who cannot understand basic context. Your doctrine and thus your walk before the Lord will be greatly harmed if your biblical analysis does not rightly consider context. Lord God, you have given us your precious word to instruct and guide us. And there are many teachers of the word in the world. However, many of them haven't taken the time to rightly understand it themselves. So Lord, lead us away from poor teachers as we read and learn as we read and learn your word on our own. Help illuminate it to us so that we will know when false teachings are presented to us. Amen. It's nice that um, we're starting to get better now, isn't it? Elsa's having on. Bottom do I? Do I get them? Yeah, Joel's, Joel's getting, getting it now, isn't he? Yeah. So it's all in the hands of Jesus, and he's going to keep us safe, one way or another. Yeah, I think he got a bit on camera. Maybe. So I need Acts 19, 33, I think we just check. Wait, what did he... The last one we did was Acts 19.32. Was it when I was tall? Was it when I was tapped? Uh, you were five. It was just yesterday. What? When, when we did Acts 19.32.
(laughs) (laughs) And now we're doing Acts 19.33. Yeah. So I'll read it first, and then you read it after me. Okay. Say a prayer. Oh, Lord Jesus, please bless this, this reading of your word. In Jesus' name, amen. The Jews... The Jews... Put a man named Alexander... Then put a man called Alexander... In front of the people. In touch of the people. Good. Some of them had told him what to do. Some of them had told them told him what to do. Excellent. Alexander waved his hand. Alexander waved his hand. Because he wanted to explain things to the people. Because wa- he wanted to explain things to a people. Excellent. Acts 19 verse 33. Acts 19 verse 32. Wonderful.